0: What is this?
1: Hey everybody, and welcome to Show and Tell, the best one hour of the internet with some nice people from around the world, all being cool and friendly and showing off what they're building, what they're making, what they're soldering, what they're 3D printing, what they're knitting, whatever it is. Come by, we have some people from the community, uh, including Digikey, but uh, all are welcome. We'll be here till about 7:50, and then we're gonna do Ask the Engineer. We're gonna start off with Kevin from Digikey. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Kevin, it how's how's going hard? this week?
2: Hey, it's going good this week. How are you guys? Good, hanging in there. In uh, yeah, yeah. I love
3: and, it. Uh, oh, can you hand me the thing over there once again? Thank you for the uh, care pack. Um, I forgot if I sent an email, but uh, this is neat. We got the the latest things from Digikey. So thank you for that. A lot of folks are working from home, and uh, we're delivering the care packs to them.
1: So like me, yeah. and Digikey. This is me, and this is Digikey.
2: You know, what? it's amazing how many people don't use mouse pads, but then it. It's also like, you asked me, it's like, oh, where's my mouse pad? I wish I had a mouse pad right now. Yeah. You know, but, that's a good idea. Maybe um,
3: maybe one of the weeks we'll say, bring out your mouse pads for show and tell. Oh, yeah. I have a really old one when Apple acquired Next. I'll show that one
2: off. Anyways, what you get going on this week? <laughs> oh, we have a lot of stuff going on. Um, you know, DigiKey. we're still doing very well. We're keeping our business people remote uh, currently. Just as you all know, things are still... Things are still not good around the world. So we're trying to keep everybody away from our warehouse as much as possible just to make sure that we can still ship out parts. It's extremely important to everyone out there, not only us hobbyists, but also a lot of businesses that, that need the, the parts. So
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, our warehouse is full staffed, everything's going really well. Our office, we're we're doing well.
0: Okay. Cool. Uh,
2: a couple things that are something that I'm working on. I wanted to make Uh, a thermal camera that would monitor, you know, people's foreheads. And obviously this isn't going to be certified to use in a hospital, but this is using the Panasonic grid eye camera, Mm -hmm. Uh, the thermal camera, the AMG 8833 can measure zero to 80 degrees Celsius for us. People here in the U S it's 32 to 176 degrees. Roughly.
1: It's like perfect.
2: Yeah. I'm using the Feather Huzzah, the Feather Huzzah 32. And the feather TFT two point four inch wing. And I have it set up right now about six inches from my forehead. It's pretty close to accurate. Um, I'm still kinda tweaking the code. I'm gonna put it into a big three D printed case and try to adjust it so it's I wanna be about twelve to sixteen inches. Yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna match Lamore's shirt and six feet, please. But I'm gonna try Try and get close <laughs>
1: yeah i mean there was somebody who came by show and tell a couple of weeks and they showed off i don't know if you um were here for there but they um they had a thermal camera calibrator because you know you have to calibrate the thermal camera based on what it's what, what it's actually pointing to the emission rate and so um they had like a little like resistor that was tuned for a certain temperature and then they would point it and it, that way they could calibrate Um, the thermal sensor. So you might want to check out those videos and and rebuild that project.
2: Yeah, that's a great idea. I'll go back and check that out. I think I remember seeing that on Show & Tell.
1: Yeah. That's pretty cool. It was definitely the last couple months. I remember
2: it was like, oh, this is for thermal cameras. Last couple months, it's only one a week, so that's not a lot. I mean, I have no problem going back and seeing cool projects. Yeah, yeah. And I really like, you guys, is the the neon-like strips. They're NeoPixel strips, but they're like a neon tube look I'm gonna yeah, cool. try and incorporate something like that on it as well that's and then if it gets fun. too hot the lights start flashing
1: yeah it's great for architectural lighting and like ambient lighting it's calming it's not like so bright it blinds you it's good stuff. yeah
2: it's really cool stuff I haven't played around with it yet but I'm gonna try it out go for it all right okay right on you anything else Kevin uh no that's all I have for today uh, okay. you did
1: you Kevin
3: We'll
2: yeah. Then. Did you,
3: Kevin? Did you, Kevin? Uh, Did you Kevin? And, yeah. Uh, and again, I'll say this. I say I think I say this almost every week. Um, please send our regards to everyone at Digikey, um, and the community thanks. The Adafruit community thanks Digikey. Uh, we were able to get through the last like eighteen weeks by some partnerships and some things with Digikey helping us out. So we very much appreciate it.
2: And uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, we appreciate you guys as well. Thank yeah. you for all you do and. We'll be in touch, and we'll see you guys next week.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. All right. It's a marathon. Right? I know. <laughs> all right. And we're That's in right. the- yeah. <laughs> Okay.
3: Next up, we're going to go to Jeff. Jeff. Hey, Jeff, how's it going? What's hey, what's going on. Hi.
4: I'm good. How are you all doing? I guess you covered that already. I shouldn't yeah. ask. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, uh, things are going pretty the well. Best hour week. <laughs> things are going pretty well here in Nebraska. And I just wanted to come by and show off uh, this board that I recently added support for in CircuitPython. Yay. This is a microchip board with the SAM E54 microcontroller. It's just a little bit different than the SAM D51s that we support really well, uh, but it allowed me to test. Um, the SDIO SPY card interface, which kind of goes faster and is just a little better than the, did I say that right? The SDIO SD card interface, which okay. is better than the SPY that we've uh, used on all of our other boards. So uh, together with this little red board uh, from some people you might know, I was able to probe the signals and see what was going on. And uh, it got me unstuck from a little place where I was stuck. And now this board and potentially more SAM E54 boards can be supported in CircuitPython.
1: I'm so excited for SDIO. I know it's been a, a journey on this SDIO path, but uh, believe it was. Me, it's going to be worth it. Um, very few people support SDIO for a reason, but, uh, you know, cause it's tough, but you challenged through it and, uh, good things will come of it. So excited! Right. to see that dev board because I like it. It has everything. People want to get going mm-hmm. with everything. No, it's yeah. on support. Blink yeah, it's it's is its way.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's got like all this stuff. I haven't even figured out what all these things, are, but yeah, it's got plenty cool. of stuff. It's on circuitpython.org now. So like cool. check it out. Yay. It. yeah Yeah,
3: that's right. If, if folks want to check out the latest board, circuitpython.org, you can uh, go to slash downloads or click the download link, and you can see all the boards are sortable and more. Um, in fact, Melissa worked on that. So speaking of, speaking let's go of. to Melissa. All right. Thank you so much, Jeff.
1: Thanks, Jeff. All right. All right, Melissa.
5: Melissa, how's it going? Hello. Good. I have... This, this this breakout here. It's a 2.8-inch uh, ILI 9341. And it is running with an FD22H. Uh, and it is running Blinka, Display.io, and PyPortal example on here. And uh, so it's running the quotes example. Cool. And that's just is running that right off my computer. Mm-hmm.
1: How is that possible? <laughs> what magic is this?
5: This is a Blink Up Pi Portal library that I have been working on over the last couple of weeks. And it's also running on the uh, Blink and Display, library, which I've also been working on uh, over a number of weeks.
1: Does this mean you will have so Pi Portals gives a like a lot of flexibility. Oh, sorry. So, Melissa, where well, you, we could
5: run it on Raspberry Pi 4.
1: Yay. Whoa. You just had that handy and and is there a guide coming
5: there is i am working on it it is almost done and it should be up really soon
1: okay so exciting i can't wait actually i can't wait i want to wait till tomorrow all right thank you all
3: right thank you so much (laughs) next up aaron hello aaron how are you aaron cat
0: um, so I just launched a new tutorial today, uh, and that's really cool. I'm pretty excited about it. I made a, an LED crackable six-foot bull bullwhip. Um, I didn't think this was possible for years and years. I would think that, you know, it's it it gets up to, to the speed of sound, so it, you know, breaks the sound barrier. I was going to, I would think that it would break the LEDs, but these little dots that I'm using are super strong and tough, and I decided to give it a shot, and it seems to work. So I'll kind of demonstrate a little bit. Oops, if I can get it from... Mm-hmm.
6: It's yeah, got we'll a really a cool power video.
0: button on the end that we'll lights play up. The video and people and then can see then it plays a crack. cool animation. What was that? We'll we'll play the video on the next show and people can see a big crack. Cool. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to crack it in here, obviously, <laughs> but I can demonstrate some of the animations just by shaking it. So it's got two different motion sensitive animations. Let's see. And it also has a sound reactive animation, so that when you do get a crack, it'll it'll go a little crazy. So I was, I, just shaking it around, I can get some of the different animations to play, which is pretty fun. Um, super customizable, you can change the colors and you can change the speed of things and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it's just, I, it's a blast. I've been having so much fun on the 4th of July, going out and cracking this thing for all the neighbors. So it's been a, a really good time. Um, it's it's fun fun project. So just watch that. Great.
1: Yeah, it's actually safer than fireworks, but you get the same glowy loud effect. You do,
0: yeah. People, yeah. And still, it makes me like scream and jump every time it goes off. So cool. a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. All right. Sweet. All right. Thank All you right. So much. And the guide's live, and we'll show the video on the next show, Aaron. so people want to see that. Thank you, Aaron.
7: Next up, we're gonna go to Brian. Hello, Brian. Hello, Hello Brian. What you going on this? Splunking. I am spelunking in my own room so uh i have a house that has poor lighting and so for the longest time i've relied on these little guys uh headlamps just uh i think they're for you know hiking or camping or spelunking um i have one on basically any time i'm doing anything um involving like working on stuff so uh they go through batteries pretty quick when you're wearing them constantly uh, i eventually got this one It's a little pencil guy with a rechargeable battery that charges off of uh, micro usb still that's a huge improvement over buying humongous packs of AAA's from amazon um but it's still not as long as it could be and i have to like use it at a dimmer setting to get the most life out of it so what i did is i made this uh this is just a off-the-shelf uh, headlamp from Harbor Freight. I think they're all of fifteen bucks currently, ten with a coupon, which is pretty ridiculous. Um, so it runs off of AAA's like everything else. So what I did is I, we well, can see it works great. Ooh, oh, blinks. Yeah, it's actually super bright. One cool thing I like about this one is that it's got a, uh, a lens that you can focus to go uh, spot or beam. Anyways. Well, let me switch to my other camera and I'll show you what I did to make it work more better.
1: Okay.
7: So on the bad. back, I've got a lipo uh, yeah. and um, just making sure You guys can still hear me, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
7: Great. So yeah, uh, I've got a lipo on the back here. It's a two cell, uh, still only putting out, um, 4.2 volts max uh so what i do is uh, have a um, power boost back here mm-hmm. it's up uh, get up to five volts these things run off of three triple a's which is four and a half so i actually added a buck as well um, which is kind of ridiculous um i'll probably try and make a purpose built um boost for this uh, but it's got a little shut off button that you can use to turn it on turn it off and um yeah it works great the news is
1: AAA batteries, when they're fresh, are 1.7 volts, so it should be able to run off of 5 volts.
7: Oh, good to know. All right. I will yeah. remove that then. Yeah. Um, I think I may need to get, uh, I, I have to measure the current going out of this thing because it does occasionally shut off by itself. And I'm thinking that mm-hmm. I'd be having thermal problems or just blowing yeah. too much current. So, yeah. Okay. To-
1: or use a diode. That'll just, that will reduce it down a little bit too.
7: Sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah.
1: Sounds great. Looks oh, for,
7: oh, one looks other for, thing that's also blinking. Let me switch back to my first camera. So I've been working on this AS seventy three forty one sensor. It's a light sensor, and it includes a little LED, LED, LED. Hello. Goodbye.
1: Uh oh, it took him out.
3: I think he hit the. He um, hit
1: the button.
3: <laughs> hit the eject button. I know. Well, we'll check back with Brian when Brian returns. Um, but let's now go to, wait, ooh. you're back. Okay. All right.
7: Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see if I can focus in on this a little bit better. There we go. So uh, it's blinking like nuts. I've got it pulsing between a, like a, so you can control the current going through the LED. So I've got like um, a couple of longer pulses at like the minimum current and then a couple of the shorter ones at the high current. So this isn't even the max current either, but anyways, fancy nice little led on a nice little center board we're gonna have some fun with that thing
1: okay use that to light up your house
7: i can i should nice all
1: right thanks brian for all Thank
3: the lovely updates all right next up we're gonna go to gp and i'll put up GP screen
8: right on uh so i was getting a bit of a ma- ma- max headroom thing from brian there. <laughs> Dude, that's pretty great yeah it's,
3: it's coming back
8: <laughs> I'm so glad. It's
3: yeah. probably the right time for it. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, I
8: want to add. I, that, that's what we
3: actually need right now because, like, you know, we're already in what whatever timeline this is. Adding yeah. some next syndrome would. Um, uh
9: uh-huh. it,
3: would, it, it wouldn't surprise. Uh, it would just be like, oh yeah,
8: thematically appropriate. yeah.
1: yeah, yeah this is. We should rename as an ask engineer being based on the, the hacker, so we could base it off of Network Twenty Three.
8: Yeah. Yep. Right. <laughs> All right. All uh, right. going so, have to say, Uh, so I just had a couple little things I wanted to show. Uh, I had shown, uh, last week on my live stream, this, um, clue, that's sending MIDI signals, either over USB or Bluetooth. Um, and one thing I didn't talk about too much, but I I wanted to highlight is it's really easy to do pretty useful, uh, user interface on this clue here. Um, I was, I was excited to be able to use some of these, uh, touch pads to be able to go between modes. So you'll see here, I have this little patch. One two three four thing mm-hmm. that changes. Yeah, yeah,
1: the bottom um, commenting.
8: And the same with these uh, little rows here. I was able to use. Um, I add a little dot there so I could see which one am I looking at, and then I can tap the A and B button to raise uh, and lower the number of the CC there. Mm-hmm.
10: Uh,
1: and then
8: I was also toggling uh, sending or pausing my my info with these. So. Um, look at the, the code when that comes out. I've actually, the code is up in GitHub, but the guide is on the way. And, uh, you might find some, some, uh, useful tips there for doing user interface. Cause it's, uh, it's kind of a whole new world versus just buttons and LEDs. When we have a screen like this, it's, it's been pretty terrific and it's enough interface, uh, inputs, I think to, to do some really useful stuff.
1: And that's BLE really MIDI too. So it's like, it's totally wireless.
8: It is, it's beaming right over the air. That's all you need is a, is a battery with this. And then I, I updated it so I could also plug it in over USB if I had a, a device that couldn't use the, the wireless. It also will send that out as well with a little toggle.
1: Awesome. Uh,
8: so that, uh, that is coming soon. And then another little, if we have time, I had a little tip and trick kind of thing I wanted to show. Um, you can go to my full camera view now and pull that other one away. Um, and all this is, is I... Uh, I don't know if I've ever shown this before, but this is a technique uh, I've used to coil cables. And this is uh, kind of a standard micro USB cable. uh, And I wanted a coil version of it like a phone. And this uh, isn't that hard to do. Uh, The basic technique involves wrapping a coil around a dowel. And I'm using zip ties here to hold the ends nice and tight. You get a really good uh, coil there and then hit it with a heat gun or a uh, hairdryer on high for about two, three minutes. And then you can either just let it cool or you can quench it with uh, cold water to thermoset it. And that means the plastic develops a memory. This is PVC plastic usually around these. It develops a memory of that position and it and it does return to it. It doesn't just kind of unwind over time. Um, so I, I might do like a little one-pager guide on that sometime in case people are uh, uh, curious and want some more details on it. But it's super... Um, helpful if for whatever reason you want to live, uh, relive your 1980s phone call days and, and have a, a coiled cable instead of a boring old straight cable.
1: JP, you say that, but what I know is, what you're really turning is everything into a, a plug-in synthesizer, modular synthesizer, you know those, <laughs> those, the midi jacks are always...
8: It is, that's it, it's going to be a coily patch cable thing. Patch cable. Yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, good tip. The only thing, this is my request, if you can add this to the guide, since you said quenching, uh, you know, now I have to imagine you like, you know, forged in Burbank, uh, forged in Burbank <laughs> workshop. So if you can have that in there where you're, you're quenching your phone cord USB cable.
1: And then like you hold it up and you're like, yeah. is it straight? <laughs> <it's curly>? yeah. <laughs> would,
3: it, would it curl? Okay. Yeah, very cool. All right. Thank, All right, you, right. thank you so much, JP. Tomorrow, your show at 4 p.m. Eastern. Come on by. Yeah. Come on by. All right. Thank
1: you, All right, JP. Thank you JP. All right. Next up, Pedro.
11: What you on got going deck. On? Hey, what's up, folks? Hey. Uh, let's Hello. see here. Yeah, there that's we right. go. This week we put together a, a 3D printed case for uh, Carter's project. He put together uh, a triangle time thing, <laughs> which uses these two LED matrixes. These are the 8 by 8 versions, and it's using the accelerometer that's built into the Feather Sense with the NRF52840. Uh, so this uh, simulates some physics. And you can create a nice little desktop kind of physics toy uh, with with uh, with the feather sense and Carter's code. Um, it all snaps. Yeah, we
1: together.
11: Ooh, sorry, I'm like moving all the things. Um, go ahead, Lamar.
1: Oh, we were inspired, we saw this on Instagram. I don't remember off the top of my head first Yeah. first I was like, I was like, oh my goodness, we have this set the sand code already in circuit python. What exactly. Yeah. Concept. This
11: was uh, something I saw too on, on, on Twitter by uh, David Projectos. And uh, yeah, it's a really sweet case. Uh, so we figured, hey, let's try to remake it and make it snap fit, easy assembly, and, uh, you know, really minimal parts. The FeatherSense has all the things in there that you need, and more of some. So uh, it does have the LiPo charger built into it so you can recharge the battery when it gets slow. And uh, oh, look at that. I can make it go the other way.
1: Yeah, because it, now <laughs> it's out
11: of <laughs> Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and then I'm just using this little uh, Stemma cable uh, so they can uh, assemble it a little bit easier. But uh, yeah, that's what uh, we have cooking uh, this week. And then for next week, we have a RGB matrix uh, project. So I'll, let's see if I can give me 50 seconds to uh, to run through this one. Uh, so this is the RGB matrix, the uh, what is it? Something 32 by 64, I think.
3: Mm-hmm.
11: And uh, this is a collab project with Liz, Liz Clark. And she put together the code in CircuitPython. Uh, so we're thinking that this would make a really cool scoreboard for some sports ball. So we got our little hoop here, and we got a little arcade button. So if I hit the arcade button, it'll start the game. And uh, if you would, Pedro, please demo. I will hold this up. And <laughs> you
0: can, uh... No, but not. Oh, there Yay. we go. We got, two, we got four points. This is the
3: future, we this is the future of all
11: sports options. <laughs> <laughs>
3: This is
11: this really, is I, 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 I this see that we'll fit this over like a waste bin or a recycling bin or, or whatever. Yeah. And, um, and we'll just have some fun because uh, we need more games in-house as yeah. we're going to be in-house the rest of our lives. It'll be for, we'll
3: for use a little
11: while. For, yeah. Oh, yeah. As Jeff said, we'll use it for throwing our failed prints. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're going to throw all our failed prints through here. And um, we'll have okay. some sound effects going on in the background as well. Since uh, Speaking of Jeff. Uh, we'll have some MP3 streaming in the background. Yeah, you can do we'll have that. Some fun cat mm-hmm. sounds when I, you score a point. I think I missed that one. Yeah, so that will be hopefully next week's project. Awesome. This is Yay. really
3: fun.
1: This is it's right. Right.
11: It's super, fun. Like, super fun. Like I haven't even set it up yet. I can't wait to play with it. All
3: right. Thank you so much, No Pedro, and everyone. Don't forget, there's 3D Hangouts every single week on Wednesday. We'll be playing uh, these videos from some of the projects and more on Ask an Engineer in just a little bit. Excellent. So, thank you. Cool. All right. Next up, we're going to go to Phil B, and then after that, we're going to uh, continue to expand out to the rest of the community. We'll go to Chris Young after Phil B. So Phil B,
12: take it away. Hey, I don't know that I will ever get used to seeing the Circuit Python REPL on an LED matrix. That is so weird. I know. Isn't it? It isn't you know what's calculus. neat?
3: You know what's neat? It's just like a. It, it's just like Circuit Python um, when it shows up as a USB drive. Now I can never imagine using a microcontroller in a different way. Now with the with the REPL, the you know, serial. Um, now I, I'm not, I don't want to use anything else in a different way. And now it's just like, Whoa, like, of course, of course we should always have this. Of Rebel All the things. Yeah.
12: Yeah. Um, I'm going to switch cameras here. I showed something, I think it was last week. I've been, um, working on, uh, some camera code. Oh, come on. Switch camera. There we go. Okay. You see, uh, yeah, I've been working with the little, the, the little, um, uh, ov 7670 cameras and getting them working on the uh the grand central and it's it's kind of amazing i got like live video type stuff going through but um so anyway i, I think we're going to end up using these like for machine learning stuff like you'll put a, a you know cat or dog in front of it and it'll, it'll tell you cat dog whatever but um i have this weird obsession with eyeballs and something i've wanted to do for a very long time is eye tracking so that the the eyeballs that I make can track uh, people eyes, like like monstrous stuff. But the thing with these these little cameras is the they have this fixed focus lens, and it's set for like two feet to infinity. So you can focus on things out here, but uh, if you were trying to look at an eyeball up close, <laughs> I, I have eyeballs uh, sitting around. It. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so you get them up close to the camera, which is what you would need for eye tracking, and your, your image is all blurry. And actually, you can do eye tracking with a blurry image. It doesn't matter because you're just looking for a circle. And if you, if you do a threshold, you, you get a sharp circle anyway. But if you can get a sharp image, I mean, why not, right? And so these, little, these cameras, they have a little set screw on them, and uh, the lens is threaded. And I figured, okay, there's probably some amount of adjustability in there. Maybe we can get it down to, like, one foot or six inches and get the picture a little bit better. And uh, what I found out is, um, you know, so just a few turns counterclockwise, and now I can focus on the eyeball up close, oh, yeah. uh, which is great, yeah. Uh, you'd have to tweak it to get it just right. But it's awesome. I can get, it, I can get focused uh, really yeah. close. And I, I kept going just for fun. And I, I did not expect this, but it turns out, uh, these go all the way, and you can, you can, uh, this is the this is yeah, like
3: Now it's a microscope, this is cool.
12: Yeah, so uh, you, you can use this like a video microscope. Uh, the, the, it was able to focus that, that close in, which I just did not expect. Yeah. So um, when we're not identifying cats and dogs or apples and oranges, uh then it has to be some kind of project of of uh, making a video microscope but oh, uh
1: that's cool
12: it's pretty amazing you can zoom all the way in if, if you keep going now I, I i just cleaned this lens so it's not going to work you can go all the way to where it focuses on the dust on the surface of the lens that's cool so that was that was unexpected all right but, nice Anyway, that's that's just something I've been playing with, and uh, I'll, I'll eventually I'll have eyeballs.
1: I just like how you pull an eyeball like so.
12: Yeah.
3: Who amongst us doesn't have a drawer of eyeballs? Right. All right. All right so. Thank you. Thank you. Paint your dragon. All right. Next up, we're gonna go to Chris Young. Hello, Chris. How are you? Hey, and Chris. Chris's screen.
13: There we go. Uh, last week, I was on and I showed my two-player game. System for the Pi Gamer, and I finally got the uh, learning guide up uh, this week. And uh, not only does it work on the Pi Gamer, now I've got it working on the Pi Badge as well. Awesome. Uh, one of the main differences is on the Pi Gamer, I was using a SD card on the back to store my sound files, and I finally figured out how to use the internal memory. The Pi Gamer's got eight megabytes but the uh the badge only has two so i had to kind of strip down some of my sound files to get them to fit but um it works really well and it codes on github one other thing i wanted to show you give me just a second programming tricks something i've been wanting to do for years and I don't know if it's' always been there and I didn't know it or what happened but I've always you always see an Arduino code uh, like that top line where you print a label and then you print a value because if you look at the Arduino reference it only mentions print and print line. It doesn't mention printf and I always wanted to do formatted output and it turns out printf. Serial print F works.
1: And I it didn't know only on our boards, because we added it manually. Because I was tired of doing it the first way. So I, well, is, I was like, I want to print that. So
13: it works a lot it. of places. And, yeah. uh, and so you know, it's, it's not like Arcadia print. It's actual serial print will work. No. And I never knew. I don't think it was in there. Or if it was, it certainly wasn't documented. And so now I'm doing print all over the place and having a big time with it. So, right. so hey. I know uh, you know, everybody's in the circuit Python, but I'm just too old school. And uh, I like to have have my C And mm-hmm. now I've got one of my old, old favorite commands is finally available. So anyway, the, uh, the the two player game is up, it's on GitHub, learning guys in the in the learning system. Yeah, I hope somebody uh, comes up with some more games. You can do about anything you want to. it. You can make checkers or chess or card games or all sorts of things. It provides all the, the infrastructure that you need.
1: Awesome. And you have a cute cat. There's cute a cat, cat in the background.
13: Cats oh, yeah. Getting photobombed by.
3: Those are Barb's cats. All right. All right. I well, thank you so much, Chris. And also good to see you. Yeah,
1: Good to see good you Good to see you. Okay. All right,
3: All right. Next up, we're going to go to M zero, Mark. Oh, M zero, hey. Mark. Hey. How's it going? Fine. And you? Good. Good.
14: So, so I made this board, which is actually not what I'm here to show and tell you, but this this cool board that I made um, has a SMD twenty one uh, G on it. Uh, in fact, it's it's. Um, thank you. I used the Feather M zero Express reference uh, design and copied it right onto this board um, in the ship. Um, but it raised the question of, um, now that I have 100 of these in my possession, how do you program them? And um, I could go the really corporate route and buy a JP tag programmer, but the thing I wanna show you is that I built this, because there's a cute uh, library that you guys have, out of DAP, which lets you program SWD-based or SAMD-based processors. That's
1: right, we use right. it for every one that we make, because it's so cool. Fast.
14: But it's cool, but it's awkward. So I made it much easier to use. So this is a regular feather, and I'm going to plug it in here to my computer and show you what happens when I do that.
1: Okay, sorry, it's
14: as close as I can get this thing to focus because I don't have a good camera. No,
1: multi-flash.
14: Multi-flash. You have to say it like uh, in fifth element. Multi-flash. Okay. So of course, multi-flash shows up as like on my screen as a as a disk. And so I can drag my binaries that I want to flash onto it.
1: Because I'm doing the
14: same exact trick as CircuitPython. And um, did I not manage to actually drag them there? Right, I didn't because I did that. And in a okay. moment, you'll see that, that multi flash actually chose you, tells you what binary files it's going mm. to flash. Yeah. OK, but the cool thing is that now, whoops, um, I can take this out of there and then go back to my desktop. And then I can hand this over to my electronics bench and use like a battery and plug in my
3: programmer. Doo-doo-doo.
1: You meant some like good video camera game. Yeah, good work.
3: <laughs> yeah, good work, Mark. Like, I, good about, yeah. I was going to say like- The hardware is not- Oh, you, you, do, you do some of this for a living,
14: I think. <laughs> I, it's, I, I do uh, music live music streaming. And stuff. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this yeah. is a, a version of that board, but with uh, everything populated on it. Oh, wow. And if I were to, it actually is plugged in right now, and it does nothing, and of course, it's from the factory, so it has no bootloader on it either. So how do you get the code on there? Well, I, I brought out a few of the pins down here that are the SWD pins, and if I plug multi-flash into it, and let's see, let's bring multi-flash into view, because the cool thing about multi is when I say, go flash, Starting to flash, and you get a little
1: progress, <laughs> bar.
14: <laughs> progress bar. And then it goes again, it verifies every single byte because checksums aren't enough. And boom, and then it resets the, the, the target. And um, that actually is the only piece of code which is not working because you notice it did not reset. Um, see, it did not reset. But if I unplug and replug, Doo, 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 doo. And if the gods are with me, there it is. It's Yay. there, and you can see it's got like a. It, it's a. This is a music thing, and it's got a UI and
0: yeah,
1: and it's, and cool.
14: and it's also has the bootloader on it. So now this can use uh, UF2. It's just using the standard uh, Feather M0 UF2 bootloader. So this thing is multi-flash, and it's up on uh, GitHub already under my account M0. And um, the other cool thing about it is all the UI for it has been abstracted out. So there's another UI module that makes it work. You can use this. With a um, uh, uh, the uh, circuit playground and use the little LEDs as a progress bar.
0: Ooh.
14: So, so there you go. All uh, right, Mark. No, no no nothing purchased required.
3: Excellent work, um, not only on what you did, but the I know this was a technically complicated demo to show live <laughs> and have everything work out. So, <laughs> good work at that. Um, when uh, when when we're shipping stickers as seen on the show and tell stickers, just drop me a note. Um, and I'll send you out one. There's plenty oh. of room on it for the back of that, that case there. Oh, excellent, put,
1: thank you. You want CircuitPython on that synthesizer. If you do, send us a link and we'll blog
3: Yeah, ones. we can put that in the newsletter and do a blog post as well. <laughs> okay, cool. Great, right. good work, Mark. All right, thanks. All
1: right,
14: okay, next sure. up
3: we're gonna go to Carrie and then Orlando. I'll try to give everyone a little bit of a heads up. I try to remember to do that. Hi, right, next up, <laughs> Carrie. Hello, Carrie. Hello.
15: How's it going? So, um, yay. <laughs> yay! So, here I have um, a little solderless breadboard project. I was asked to do a workshop as part of a now virtual, of course, uh, STEAM camp this summer. And it's a STEAM camp for girls, so, introducing them to all kinds of electronics and science and tech and stuff like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
15: but they're all gonna be at their own houses and they don't necessarily have tools. And um, I was thinking, wow, well, what can we do that's kind of fun and interactive and doesn't require any special equipment? So um, I basically took the the circuit that's on um, SparkFun's WeevilEye kit and just made a little bread solderless breadboard out of it. So it's a light sensor with LEDs. So when you cover the light sensor, the LEDs Ooh. are on. Yeah. Let's go. Woohoo. And I actually just ordered some parts from you guys today because I thought it would be helpful to have the the battery and the switch all as one handy little package that you just plug into the board and you have that nice little breakout for it. So, awesome. yeah. So there you go. If anybody is wondering, gosh, you know, what can I teach in a virtual environment that's kind of easy and fun and interactive? You know, this is something that's pretty good that you can ship to people ahead of time and they can put together a little, little circuit.
1: I like it. Mm-hmm. to some Orlando's projects and I know that Orlando did some workshops a couple of years ago, and they were, they were very
15: similar. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. But yeah, and I'll, I'll try to put up some um, instructions and stuff like that. I'm going to draw it out. up yeah. thing. And yeah, have, send yeah. Us yeah. if, um,
3: if you remember dropping it to PT at adafruit.com, okay. that goes to me. And if you want us to post it up and get the word out, we can help out with that.
15: Cool. That'd be awesome. Okay, thanks, okay.
3: Thank you so much, Carrie.
15: Yeah, no problem. Thank you.
3: All right, next. Uh, speaking of Orlando, speaking of Orlando, here, Orlando,
15: Orlando, how's it going? We can't. Oh, move. you're on mute. So you can
16: unmute. mute. Hello, Hi. how are you? Hey. hello. Yeah, that when she was showing her project, sort of reminded me of the workshops I do. So I know. I was yeah. Like, it looks
1: like just like your workshop kids. Yeah. Kits.
16: <laughs> love you the on? LED, the turning light on and off. I, I yeah, I love it. All right, so this week I think I may have talked about this watch before, but. Uh, from my my PhD work, I make a smartwatch to do respiration and heart rate monitoring. Uh, so the idea is that we sort of like want to monitor um, um, recovering drug users, so people suffering from substance abuse disorder. So the idea is, you know, if they uh, were to leave the rehabilitation center, if there's some way we can monitor if they uh, if they were to overdose, like you know, basically uh, call for help in case they overdose. Because you there are a lot of things to solve when it comes to substance abuse disorder. But you are know, using it as an ambulatory monitor. Uh, so, you know, just in case, you know, people happen to, you know, uh, mm-hmm. fall when they're outside the rehabilitation clinic, you know, we're, we're hoping to basically save lives is kind of the idea there. Uh, so this, heart, uh, this watch monitors heart rate and respiration. I uh, recently sort of been reworking the firmware quite a bit because it got really uh, unwieldy and hard to manage. So I had to, you know, restructure the libraries and all that kind of stuff. And so, like, on top of, like, all the stuff I actually need for my PhD, I started doing different things like um, status detection. So now we can tell whether or not I'm wearing it. Whether or not I'm sleeping, whether or not I'm just sitting at my desk doing work, or you know moving around doing work, and whether or not I'm walking or jogging. And so, if you look at the bottom right there, so it was currently just sitting at my desk charging, uh, so that's why it says not worn because it hmm. wasn't you know worn. So, and the reason that way I did that is that it actually has an optical-based sensor uh, on the bottom for the heart rate monitor. And so, like when it's not picking up the heart rate signal, um, the signal that actually picks up is relatively random. Uh, so I essentially just created a bit of a little. Um, random detection algorithm uh, to determine what not is working and I'm like kind of surprised it worked as well as it did that's <laughs> that's cool. Cool. yeah And so there's a couple of things I, I can't necessarily show right now because like there's like, a couple of things I have to do for my dissertation work uh, okay. but I uh, have a little uh, graph that's plotting so you can actually see the heart rate mm-hmm. signal really and so this isn't the actual heart rate signal because it's not being worn so it's just me p- touching it, putting in noise yeah. and then on top of that uh, there's some like more cool things like you know, step counting, calories monitor, distance traveled. I haven't moved much today. So I've been working on my desk. And I <laughs> have, yeah, a thousand steps. And then I actually have essentially this is the algorithm uh, doing the activity uh, detection. So it picked me up that I was sedentary for a bit. That's when I started p- picking up and playing with it. And so it has to pick, um, it has to see that I've been doing the same activity uh, for five consecutive minutes before it changes the activity status. It's like a five minute day shift essentially. And, like, I took it out walking and then going to Walmart and sleeping and all those types of things. I was honestly surprised at how, how well it worked because it was really just, like, a bunch of little if statements, like, if the accelerometer is moving yeah. this much, I you are know. surprised
1: what's in, like, the Apple iWatch. It's a lot of <laughs> if statements.
16: <experience. laughs> so this was, was really cool. So, like, I did. I haven't tried jogging because I'm not a great at running, so I, was like, don't want to go out of breath for five minutes. But, uh, but sleep, it actually picked up incredibly well. And it picked up my nap earlier, which was, like, ten minutes long. Yeah, so, I was, I was pretty happy with that. So, right, um,
1: you, you gotta be careful. Your advisor's are gonna be watching and be like, Why were you napping? You were supposed to be studying <laughs> for your defense. Yeah, yeah. So, this this watch may tell on you. You just gotta watch out.
16: Oh, yeah. It, it's, it, I, I think about it a lot. Okay, like, like one of the things I didn't notice about myself. What's really cool about it, though, is that. Actually by wearing it, I started learning a lot about myself. Like my heart rate is probably a lot higher than least, at least I need to work on my yeah. heart. Rate. <laughs> I don't walk enough, that kind of stuff. So I was like, man, that's actually pretty neat. And yeah. you know, obviously a lot of people say, Oh, well, you can do that with a normal watch, normal smartwatch, but you know, what's the fun in that? You want to make one, right? Exactly. Uh, so. And then you can have all the different features you want, get as much of the data as you want. So I, I really love it to be totally frank. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I've been teaching a course on actually how to build a watch like this actually go ahead sorry i just cut you off yeah i know
3: we're just saying good work
16: yeah thank you i've been teaching a course on how to build a smart watch i've actually basically just been modeling after this i can't give them everything but some of the things obviously phd specific um but you know next week I'll, I'll talk about sort of the different modifications that the students are doing uh to build their own watch and some of those things are, are public because so i can share that as awesome. well
3: yeah, yeah. Sure, um and then just you know two things one thanks for teaching these courses because you know everyone's Here's about industrial design, but like the software that runs on these things and like, you know, just because Apple watches the thing doesn't mean there's not going to be something else that comes along. And how do we train and teach the people who are going to build the next right. thing that's out there? And the other thing is, I just want to say, you know, over the years you've showed projects and everything. I, I always like how, you know, you have a cause inside of all of your projects. There's always a good thing going. It's because it's more than just bits. You know, you're it, like this one is for folks recovering from addiction. And then, like, you've had, you've always had something plus, plus that. So, thanks for doing that, especially influencing the next generation of people. If we can get them to think about things like that, too, um, you know, world better place, trying to do it. So, thanks for doing that.
16: Thanks, I love yeah, thank you. And uh, wow. it goes without saying, but a lot of code libraries, a lot of reference designs that come directly from your stuff. So,
3: good. Thank so you. This is, this is uh, what, Team effort. what's the, the, the phrase that we like to like change and use is like when someone uh, lights a candle from an existing flame, it doesn't diminish the flame, it just makes the light brighter. So that's what open source can be. It just makes a, a brighter light for all of us. So thank you so much for, for working on that stuff.
1: I think Okay, you're gonna cool. Know. So we're
3: going to now go to David okay. and then Greg and then Mark. So... Everyone get on deck. Let me see if I can get David in here. David, you're an icon, but then you have a screen. Yeah.
6: So uh, we
1: The screen. Yeah. Rover wing.
6: Yeah, so this is a project I've been working on with a friend uh, for the, over the last few years. And what it is, it's a wing for any feather board that is basically a substitute to what the Rev Robotics um, uh, expansion hub is. So it has a bunch of motor drivers and a bunch of sensor ports and it connects them all to the, to the Feather to make it really easy to program. So it has a 2.9-amp motor driver, well, two 2.9-amp motor drivers as well as encoder pinouts, uh, so you can hook up whatever encoders you want, and it can easily drive like a large motor, like a neverest 20 motor. And additionally, it has ports for three sets of sonar sensors like the HC-SR04, and it has a pinout for up to four servos, and then a bunch of analog sensor pins, as well as an I2C breakout and a breakout for GPS uh, and for a compass sensor. And then on board, it has an IMU, a power management system, that can take between 7 and 14 volts, Um, and a NeoPixel, because everything is RGB. It's the rule. Yeah, it makes it 10% faster.
3: This is Uh fantastic. We saw, I think this was featured on Hackster, and uh, we immediately retweeted it, and I think this is going to be in our newsletter. We're going to put in an awesome Feather um, on GitHub. Uh, the headline's right itself. Feather takes flight with the rover wing. This is a really great Feather accessory that gets a lot of folks in their robotics. Excellent work
6: on this. Nice work. Yeah, so we launched a Kickstarter as well as the Hackster project yesterday. So hopefully that goes well. Yeah.
1: Okay, check it out. Yeah, this is the one place people could come and promote their Kickstarter. So you can always come on show and tell.
3: Yeah. So um, here is a question for you. Um, so that's the Kickstarter link right there. Are you willing to come back and show some projects with it over the. Um, um,
6: sure. Or- like I yeah. have an example robot assembled here. It doesn't actually have anything programmed on it because I burned out all my feathers except for one testing stuff. So that's,
1: cool. uh, that's hard work uh, for you.
6: Yeah. So this, it's a test setup with an older version that has two sensors, uh, two uh, sonars. And uh, a set of cover sensors on the bottom, and this has basically been my test rig for testing all the different versions of the board.
3: It looks great. This is great. Well, how about um, get some more feathers to burn um, <laughs> and uh, come back on the show and tell because you know Kickstarter has a arc. There's a campaign, and uh, come back and show some of the things that you can do with this.
6: Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, I forgot one one thing. There's also like a top section, which is not as exciting, but the good part about it is. It's mostly just a perf board, so people can like design their own stuff mm-hmm. on it, and then it also has a screen and more neopixels for more RGB.
3: Yay!
1: And a power
6: switch. That's really
1: I love octagonal boards. This is this is the winner.
3: All right. Well, no octagons. Excellent stuff. Um, if uh, you have updates and more, tag us on um, Twitter. Uh, just put an #Adafruit, and you know we'll help get the word out there. And uh, thank you for joining and being part of the Feather ecosystem. That's why we make Feather, to see all these types of things take flight and flourish. Yeah, thank you. Awesome, okay. I think, right
5: yeah.
3: Super cool. Okay, now we're going to go to Greg, and then we're going to wrap up with Mark.
5: Greg,
10: builds. take it away.
3: Hey, wow. Greg, I
1: wonder what you're doing, tell.
10: Happy, uh, happy Wearables Wednesday, everyone. Yeah, uh, today I've got my uh, my boredom-busting breakout bow tie, as I call it. Or BBBB. Uh, <laughs> um, so you might be wondering, oh, there seems to be a switch on your bow tie. What's what's with that? Well, yeah. see, it pops off. There's a little magnetic oh, switch. Nice. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. And so let's say let's say you're bored on the train. You're you're going to a formal event, and uh, and your smartphone's dead, and you, you need to you know stay entertained.
1: I like and how the, the leap can... thing in that sentence <laughs> is that you're actually going to go outside to some event. <laughs> Not that you're I right thought there. I thought
10: of this before COVID, so it's fine. I know, that's um, funny. <laughs> it gets a little ticket train, sort of. Yeah. So you switch it on and it, it plays a little game of breakout. Nice. Oh, Good. Oh, oh no. Um so yeah, so you can play a little game of breakout on, on your commute, and then um you can also it's got a little demo mode, it's got patented bowtie ai. <laughs> yeah, so if you leave it on for 10 seconds after you start it up. It'll start playing itself oh, that's okay. great good. good yeah so it's based off uh just an attiny tiny 85 and uh a little uh oled display with the um uh, ssd 1306 uh, oled display driver and uh i wrote all the code in c and I, I wanted to practice uh some microcontroller and c skills so i just uh did it in, in c and and yeah
1: all right. Well, Greg, you're all, all dressed right. up and got nowhere to go. The, well,
3: <laughs> I know. This is this is neat because you know there's always that. Um, oh, I can't read my book because I didn't recharge it. Now it's like I can't, I can't, I can't go out because my bow tie is still charging.
10: Yeah. So, exactly. Cool. Well, it runs off a little uh, a little watch battery, so you, you'd have to go out and buy some more batteries, but.
3: Very looks, good. Looks fantastic. Um, if you remember, drop me a note, PT at Adafruit, if you want us to write about it or put it in uh, the Adafruit blog or whatever. Um, cool project.
10: Thank you for coming by today, Greg. Alrighty, Thank you, guys. Thank Alrighty. you. Okay. Last not least,
1: Hey, Mark, how's it going? What Hi, you got going
9: on? you. So cool. after showing my weather station a couple of weeks ago, I realized that, Without being able to see the weather, it's reporting. It's kind of useless. So I started working, and this is just a very beginning demo Mm
12: -hmm.
9: of a display to put inside the camera. Is not going to focus on this. It's okay. Um, We see
1: temperature, and we see yeah,
9: relatively warm for here. Uh, Mm -hmm. So yeah, at this point, it's just a very beginning proof of concept. I realized that to retrieve information from Adafruit IO, I'd have to start. Actually making REST calls and parsing them, and uh, right now it's just all in Arduino. Uh, So it's started to work so far. The next steps are to make the display look a little bit nicer, and then print a case to actually make it uh, and mount it somewhere in my house.
1: Awesome! All right. Well, yeah, like I like the progress reports we're getting. Every like you're adding and adjusting your project uh, as the days go by. So that's cool.
9: Yeah, and I've started to write up my own uh, just guide. I'm gonna somewhere and how the weather station was built uh, though writing documents for most of my living. It's uh, once you're done work for the day, it's not always something you want to yeah. get back I mean, to.
3: Yeah. Sometimes we need to do like an actual electronics project for something that we need. And it's like, Oh, we have been doing electronics all day, but. Uh,
9: yeah, no, I completely understand yeah, that.
3: Very similar. All right, cool. Well, Mark, keep coming by and showing us the, the project. Um, you, you know, it's the season of weather. So your weather station will probably be pretty busy. So you'll have a variety of, uh, of data to, to show and share.
9: It, it's been interesting. We've had a few thunderstorms come through. And you it's really fascinating, actually, just to see what happens leading up to it, even 12 hours before, how you can see the weather changing. And then you wouldn't recognize it normally. But as you start looking at it, you're like, wait, this is leading up to the thunderstorm. Yeah, this is going
3: to happen. I think like in the back in the day it's like I've got a jar of bear fat and it like changes and like some people are like I could feel it in my bones. Um, <laughs> it turns out you can also see it on like too. Or you just use yeah. barometric
1: pressure. Or yeah. you could just do
3: that
9: too. Yeah. Okay, well, on. and a long term thought is to maybe see if I can tie in some AI to it and see can it actually predict it, even for a few hours out.
3: Yeah. I mean, I've listened to the weather reports and they still haven't nailed it. So, you know. Yeah. The, the, the bar's pretty low. You can, you, yeah. you, you, have a chance. All
1: right. Thank you, Mark. Okay. Thanks
3: a lot. Good stuff, Mark. Keep coming back.
1: Keep come back. Right, cool weather station. All right, guys, everybody.
3: We got to everybody this week. Thank you, everyone, for being part of the show and tell this week. It's, uh, you know, there's not a lot of great hours in the week sometimes, <laughs> but this is our favorite. This, hour. this is our favorite hour of the week, every single week. Thank you so much, everyone, for showing and sharing your projects. Um, this is one of the things that brings us all together. Everyone makes something, and you can do that, and you can come on the show and tell. Uh, Don't forget to come by next week, Wednesday 7 p.m. Eastern time. We will be here. We have extended show and tell to a full hour. We ain't quitting. We ain't going to stop. We're going to keep doing this every single week. This is a marathon of sharing, and uh, we're in mile one of a million miles, and we'll keep running along together. So we'll see you next week. Everyone, and Ask an Engineer
16: starts in a few minutes.
1: Thanks, everybody. See you soon.
16: Bye-bye.